1: Hey guys, this is Dr. Seeland Perek. I'm uh, the fantasy doctor with thefantasydoctors.com and you're listening to our podcast. We are talking about week 10 injuries, injuries that we think are relevant uh, for this coming weekend and as always I have uh, my partner in crime, Jesse Morris here, he's a sports medicine doc down in Florida uh, to, to help break it down and have uh, discussions on the implications for your teams and, uh, the, and the fantasy world. Jesse, how's it going? Uh,
2: wonderful, how are you tonight?
1: I'm great. Uh we've got a little bit of rain here and it's starting to get cold in North Carolina, but uh you, you don't have to worry about the cold too much down in, in the Tampa <laughs> it, area. It was eighty seven today. <laughs> <laughs> you know but the problem is with the holiday season around, I can't get used to warm weather for the holiday yeah, season. This so is my
2: first time in the world long warm weather, but I'll take it. It's, it's
1: gotta be Yeah, exactly. Well hey, let's hit the ground running because we don't have a, a great number of players to hit, but there are some very big names that we do wanna to touch upon. um so we're gonna start off with kind of what seems to be every week you know with the quarterback uh area and and let's talk about James winston. you know James had that a c joint sprain, and usually you know you you and I know both now that usually takes two to four weeks. The bucks really got him back quickly. He seemed to have have irritated his rotator cuff, and then last week it looks like he may have re irritated the AC joint sprain. So at this point, I think that they are really going to stick to more of a two to four week timeline, and I think that uh, they're going to give him the time he needs to really uh, rest this and, and come back. Uh, clearly, their season is struggling. So, well, you know, what is your your take on this, and, and what are the fantasy implications from your perspective?
2: Oh yeah, so it, uh, being in Tampa, I know. Uh, that uh, they're struggling. I can see it in the people around me's faces just watching the game or not wanting to watch the game. But um, Jameis, unfortunately, had likely a grade 2 AC joint sprain, which he never allowed to properly heal. Um, They haven't reported, but my suspicion is he probably got some cortisone injected into that AC joint, which usually does some help. But if he's still going to take hits and still going to continue to throw regularly, then it's not going to fully heal until he gives it time. Unfortunately, the Hurricane kind of pushed uh, their bye week back to, to week one, so they don't have one. Um, so he doesn't have the luxury of, of, of having that bye week. So uh, Fitzpatrick will be in, uh, the good old gunslinger. Uh, and with Evans out this week because of the suspension, you're looking at uh, Doug Martin, Chiquiz uh, Rogers getting a bump and uh, in, in looking as well as uh, Brate, Howard, uh, d Jackson, and Humphreys. Uh, he's maybe, uh, Fitz is maybe a sneaky, uh, GPP this week, but that's really about it. The FDX is not really that high on him. Only at 25 with like six or seven point projection, um, Fitz target distribution. Uh, normally he would go to Evans the most at 21%. So without him, uh, he targeted the running backs, the second most Humphreys, actually the third most bray um, and then Djax the least. So. Uh, as much as we like Jackson uh, this week to, to go crazy, he's really a boomer bust versus the Jets. Um, so yeah. uh, I I may throw fits in quickly one or two, but that's really about it. And and I don't know, I maybe maybe Humphries is a nice value play.
1: Yeah, and, and with fits, you just never know what fits you're going to get. You know, the brilliant guy who's who's gunslinging and, and hitting it out of the park every time, or the guy who's going to choke. And so it'll be interesting to see how he shows up. Um, This week. So, you know, keeping our quarterback theme with the Vikings, uh, you know, Bradford had his surgery yesterday, and it turns out that he's got a bunch of loose bodies, no structural issue going on. Uh, But, you know, you and I clearly know that when we hear loose bodies and you think about an athlete who has had two ACLs in one knee, you start thinking about arthritis in that joint and the ability to really come back. So he's done for this season. We'll see how he comes back if he comes back next season. But It really opens the way for Teddy Bridgewater, who's who's, uh, really kind of uh, coming along pretty nicely. He's activated from the IR. Um, I anticipate that we see him back before the end of November. Uh, What are you thinking on him, and and, and what do you think the implications are when we see him back?
2: Yeah, I mean – uh dr james andrews has a busy week this week he first saw he saw winston and then yesterday he did the procedure on bradford so uh bradford's done for the year i think it's his fourth season um going uh, for not finishing the season secondary to injury i do like bridgewater i was going back because it's been a while since we've seen him um in 14 he played 13 games he had a roughly a 65 percent completion pass completion rate 225 yards with a 14 to 12 TD to interception ratio, a little over 209 yards and one touchdown rushing. Um, 15 is a little better. He played all 16 games, uh, 65% completion rate, a little over 200 yards per game, but a 14 to nine TD to uh, interception ratio. And he ran a little more about 200 yards also, but three touchdowns that year. Now this is by far the most talent they've had on the team with Thielen with Diggs. Um, With uh, Rudolph, and now you're talking about uh, McKinnon um, as well. So I think uh, if and when Bridgewater is activated, I think he'll be very effective. I think um, he'll definitely be streamable, uh, but it remains to be seen how uh, mobile and agile he'll be uh, because he had that really uh, bad knee injury, the the dislocation, which is usually three, if not four uh, ligaments torn, plus usually sometimes a meniscus. Uh, similar to yeah. what Zach Miller had. So I'm um, I'm excited about that for Bridgewater and I think um we'll see Minnesota um continuing to play well deep into uh December.
1: Well, you know, an interesting thing that happens is if the Vikings keep winning until Bridgewater's ready to be game ready, you know, what do you do if they end up being 7 and 2, 8 and 2, 9 and 2 and then Bridgewater's ready? Do you make that switch or do you just keep riding your hand and say, okay, Bridgewater is, is ready and available if we stumble. So it'll yeah. be interesting.
2: Yeah, it will be. I mean, I, all it takes is one injury to Keenum and it's, and it's go time for Bridgewater. So, um, Correct. you know, don't broke it. Don't break, uh, you know, uh, don't fix it. if It's not broken, but uh, I think uh, you have to go. With Bridgewater, if he gives you the, the 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 potential this week, Washington is actually half decent on defense. um But I still think Minnesota will will, will win this week. Bridgewater will be active, but he shouldn't. He, he will not be starting.
1: Yeah. Well, let's switch gears. Devonta Freeman's got that shoulder injury, and it's never been really clear what has been going on. It sounds like he may have had a stinger, which. Doesn't usually It doesn't get associated so much with a shoulder injury, per se. It's more of kind of a stretch of those nerves that are in the neck. Mm-hmm. But most fingers kind of go away within a few days, usually even a few hours. The good thing for Freeman is that he still played the majority of the game. He 40, played 41 out of 68 snaps. And uh, and so do you think this becomes any, any relevance from a fantasy perspective this weekend for Freeman?
2: So... Uh... Not only did he have that shoulder injury, but he also has a knee injury. So you kind of got two things going on. Atlanta has not been running the ball like they have been last year. They're playing your beloved Cowboys this week. Um, uh, Freeman was limited in practice today. I'm a little concerned about him, but I think he'll go. Um, But I think Coleman will probably play a little bit more of a role this week, especially with Julio banged up. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then Hooper, I think, has a good matchup um fdx does like freeman this week 82 um with about 14 points which is uh probably in the top 10 if i were to uh, look it up but so I, I have to start him i have him in a couple leagues but i'm not getting the same kind of feeling i had last year when he was just unbelievable but um i think yeah. he'll be good to go
1: i think he'll be good to go i think it's the knee that's a bigger concern to me than the shoulder but We'll see, and that brings up, you know, his his compadre, Julio, who just seems to, you know, the last two seasons be bogged down with issues. And, and although it's been billed as a lower leg injury, it really sounds more like an ankle. Um, I think he's going to be okay to go. The real question is how effective he's going to be. But I yeah. think, you know, Atlanta's going to play him because, you know, this is a big game and, and Atlanta needs to keep, that, keep their hopes alive of, of trying to keep winning here. So I think they're going to play him – What's your take on, on how this plays out?
2: Yeah. From,
1: uh, from I play? think
2: Julio has a high ankle sprain. Um, based on some of the stuff I've read. He still had a monster game last week. He dropped a wide open touchdown, it was like a forty yarder or something like that. So he would have even had a better game. He ended up going six for one eighteen. Um uh Sanu has also looked really good. Um, but I think Julio will try to suit up. Depending on, I mean, he he may be like uh, Odell Beckham when he came off his injury. He wasn't really super effective, but he still has to draw targets because he's very good. Um, right. But I think um, this will be more of a Sanu Coleman Hooper game, um, and it all it takes is one pass for Julio. Um, I don't think he'll be worth it in F, uh, in um, uh, the DFS. Um, but if you have him in a season long, you kind of have to play him, as I do. Um, yeah, I,
1: I don't think you really have a choice. I agree. I think you want to ride him for whatever you can get out of him, and, and at the very least, he's a decoy. But certainly, you can't yeah. you know, bench him.
2: They have to. They have to keep playing, and, and and Ryan has to keep unleashing it because he hasn't looked very good this year. So, uh, if they expect to try to win against Dallas, they're going to have to. They're going to need Julio on the field if he can go.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. Eddie Lacy, the, the Rawls issue, you know, keeps coming back and forth on the the rotating backs for Seattle. And now it sounds like, you know, Rawls is going to get the start. Eddie Lacy's got this groin injury, and his groins can be problematic, especially for for your running backs. And so, you know, two to four weeks is usually the timeline here. you got to give that groin time to heal. Otherwise, this is going to continue to be re And I think Seattle's really made the appropriate move of putting Rawls in. Uh, how does this play out from a fantasy perspective?
2: Yeah, so I actually had Lacey uh, last week um, in a couple leagues as a sleeper, and then he was actually doing pretty well until he, he went down with that groin injury, and that was all she wrote. Um, as we know, uh, uh, Richardson is also banged up, so they're going to try, probably try to take some of that um, uh, uh, you know, uh, pressure off of Wilson. He'll continue to throw a ton, but um, they want to run the ball a little bit because they, now they just got Dwayne Brown. From the Texans, so their lines uh much better. And I think uh uh Rawls will be a half decent start. He'll be a nice kind of flex guy. Um, maybe five to ten points, I think is a realistic uh projection. But I, I don't I wouldn't expect Lacey until probably mid to late December. Um depending on how bad this groin is.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> um, that's my beloved Cowboys who put on a show last week with the Chiefs. But you know, we seem to see this year uh, more than one wide receiver get banged up at one time per team, and, and last week happened to be the Cowboys where both Bryant and Williams had got hurt. Bryant uh, initially kind of built as, potentially his ankle and knee, and then it turned out maybe more of the focus is the ankle. Des was caught as saying it was more of an ankle bruise, which always, in my mind, raises the concern of swelling and pain and the ability to play it's a little bit more than an ankle sprain, whereas Terrence Williams sounds really more of an ankle sprain. And so, you know, watching the video and how they kind of hobbled around and and hearing what's coming out of camp, I think Terrence is going to be good to go. I think Dez is going to be more of a game time decision, Uh, but how does this fall out for you uh, from a fantasy perspective? So I was really
2: high on uh, Dak last week. He didn't do quite as well as I want him to, but he still did really well. Uh, Zeke, it's like you know a switch we don't know if he's going to play or if he's not going to play um and it, it, a lot of things really change depending on whether or not he goes um but i as far as dez i, I if he goes this week I, I i i don't like him very much uh not because of the matchup just because of how he's he's injured he's got a knee and an ankle uh jerry jones actually said that he was doubtful for him to play um he didn't practice today uh ftx thinks uh, he's basically a score of about a 68 with only seven points so as of right now it's not very high on him um but zeke uh cole beasley who had that nice two touchdown game last week and then terrence williams who had a monster line i think williams will fill in well so even if des does play i'm not high on him i'm really high on uh, Dak this week uh and i think that that game will be uh, try to be a shootout, whether or not it actually comes to fruition, we'll see. But uh, Terrence Williams, I mean, went nine for nine, one forty-one. Um, yeah, he had and, a monster and, game. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and that was one of his best, um, one of his best uh, games of his career. And then he has the potential to do that again. And then Beasley, uh, kind of across the middle. And then if uh, Zeke is in, you start him. If he's not in, then I think Alfred Morris uh, is is the right. go-to
1: back. Well, at at least this week we're not hearing the drama yet that, you know, he's not going to play. And then come Thursday, we hear he's flooding. So that drama hasn't happened for this week yet. So we'll see how that plays out for him. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's talk Chris Hogan. You know, the Pats uh, have been uh, obviously, you know, want to have Chris Hogan out there. He had the AC joint injury, sounded like the AC joint injury, uh, about two weeks ago. He wasn't in practice Tuesday. Um, He, he, I don't, I didn't see if he practiced today. So I don't know if he's been practicing, but he was in the sling, you know, when this first happened, we know AC joints are two to four weeks. It's not really a stability issue. It's a pain issue. Um, did, you get, did you see if he practiced today? And and if not, what does that mean for him for Sunday?
2: I do not believe he practiced today. He was still seen in a sling, so I'm assuming he didn't practice. Um, so uh, there's a couple ways to look at this. Um uh as you can tell a quarterback with a uh with a um AC joint like like Jamis is very hard to go but a two week injury in a wide receiver like Golden Tate had a couple weeks ago still posted very respectable numbers so uh, big difference i I'm doubtful for him to go this week. Uh, Amendola um, is also limited with a knee, but I think Amendola will go. And I think uh, they're in Denver this week at uh, Sunday night football. Um, so I don't think that uh, he will go, but, uh, and, and I heard that they actually are staying there the whole week. Uh, if I, if I read that report somewhere. So um, I don't know if he's in Denver already, but if he's, um, if he's not there, um, then obviously he's not going to fly out there, but, I'm I'm skeptical on Hogan going this week, even though the past could use him.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I, I I'm skeptical to, for him to go this week too. I think just uh, this is more than just uh, a grade one. It's definitely grade two, maybe even a grade three. The fact that he's still in a sling um, has me concerned too. So uh, the more that I'm hearing coming out of uh, out of practice, the more I think that he's going to be out this week Um, let's talk hamstrings because we got three guys who got hamstring injuries, um, all variety and a variety of kind of their recovery. From uh, Jameson Crowder, who's uh, got the hamstring all the way to Ertz, who popped up uh, last Tuesday or Thursday, I believe, with his hamstring injury, and then mm-hmm. uh, yep. about an hour before the game was was ruled out. And then Jordan Reed, who's about two weeks into his recovery from a hamstring. Um, when you hear hamstring, what do you start thinking, and and what does that mean for how you play your roster? So hamstring injuries scare me from
2: a running athlete perspective. So uh, your wide receiver, your running back, your quarterback that's mobile, and either your any of your DBs or safeties who need to be able to run consistently. Uh, think of your hamstring. Uh, the most common uh, place for a hamstring injury is kind of uh, the inside upper part of kind of where your butt meets the back of your leg, unfortunately. And it's very uncomfortable. Some people have a lot of bruising. Some people can have a divot, like a, like almost like a hole. Um, and they're very stubborn. They do not like to heal two to three, sometimes four weeks, sometimes even longer if they run on it too early. Um, and some guys are afraid of going full force because of this stopping, starting, trying to get that full breakaway speed. And then they just feel that tear it or that pull again. Um, I think Crowder may be able to go this week. Um, he's limited today, but uh, they're going to have a tough go of it versus uh, Minnesota. Uh, FDX has met about a 68, uh, about seven points, um, whereas Ertz was a surprise inactive. Uh, anytime you have a, a guy pop up on the injury report on Thursday, um, it's concerning. Um, and they just said, you know, we have a buy this week um or next week uh, so then and, and they ended up doing well Trey Burton looked great uh and and was able to catch that touchdown and a great fill in for a cheap price on um uh, and and DFS uh, I think he'll be back the following week but he's got almost two weeks to fully heal it as far as Jordan Reed this this guy can't stay healthy to save his life I mean he was limited today um he, there's a good chance he does play uh Vernon Davis has been admirable to fill in um uh, fcx does like a read this week at almost 84 um but um so remains to be seen uh, cousins has actually looked half decent with what he has available to him um but uh, i wouldn't start reading unless you kind of have to I, I have there's better options this week
1: yeah no i agree i mean read just can't stay healthy every season and and, you know, I hate to use the analogy of an injury-prone player or, or that label, but it just seems to be what he does every single season, that he just has things going on. So um, I agree with you. Jordan Reed, I wouldn't – thankfully I don't have him, but if I did, I wouldn't even play him. So um, we'll have to see how that, that you know plays over the next few weeks for him. Oh, yeah. You know, Charles let's, – let's talk about the Bills. Uh, the Bills actually have – I think it's a 30-for-30 30 30 coming out that's going to talk about the two Bills. Uh, that, that co- coached the Bills, and, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing that later on this week. Hmm. But Charles Clay had, uh, the, you know, that uh, MCL strain and then the meniscus tear. He had a scope where they cleaned it out, and he's just passing the four-week mark on this on this scope. Um, and, and so he really should be able to bounce back pretty well. What do you anticipate for him?
2: Yeah, so I, I like Clay. I mean, this pre- specific matchup, I don't like him, but I think he'll be he'll be healthy uh, enough to to resume i mean scoped um and uh, fix whether they cleaned out the meniscus or whether they just uh repaired it uh, i don't know how, to, how much they said but he should be good to go after that but the mcl unless it was like a, a grade three um i think he'll be fine he's been almost four weeks since he injured it so he he should be good good to go from that perspective um Tyrod actually looks pretty good. Now they have Kelvin around. McCoy has been kind of up and down. Uh, Zay Jones looked really good last week, and uh, he's a little banged up with a knee. Uh, And then Deontay, who they got from Chicago. So uh, I don't think he'll need to be a force, and I wouldn't probably start him this week unless you had to. uh, As uh, New Orleans is uh, the third fewest PPR points to tight ends, Um, but Clay does play much better at home he averages almost point six touchdowns per game at home over a ten game stretch um uh but uh i i would say see how he does this week and then see uh, and then consider playing him in week eleven
1: yeah i agree I, I think you want to see how he does this week before you start putting him into your roster um let's go back and talk about the two final quarterbacks on my list and uh and i know you had a bunch of people you want to kind of touch upon but you know uh Andrew Luck finally is going to be shut down for the year um clearly he's actually had, had multiple opinions weigh in on this they're going to shut him down it seems that it's unclear as to what is causing his pain Ursae has come out and said he really thinks it's in Luck's head which I never like when owners or or management starts saying that because it really puts even more pressure on the athlete I anticipate first, having seen this and 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 taking care of patients and hearing my colleagues taking taking care of these shoulders, that I anticipate uh, that there's going to be a low threshold to do a second-look surgery on him just to make sure there truly is nothing structural. And if it turns out to be nothing structural, well, great. I think they're going to give him a lot of time to rest and obviously hopefully be back for training camp. But don't be surprised if there's a small tear or something that's really structurally bothering him that the MRIs aren't picking up. Um, and I know that you've, you know, worked with a lot of the football athletes as well. Um, any insights you'd offer on that? I would love to have him sit in front of me and me personally do
2: an ultrasound of his shoulder. Um, I can appreciate probably 85% of shoulder issues with a dynamic ultrasound in the office. Much better than MRI, except for maybe some labrum, which you have a little difficulty appreciating with ultrasound. Um, But a lot of that, this is a – shoulders are hard to come back from. This is a very challenging, uh, difficult – uh, injury, especially since this is his throwing shoulder. I mean, he's putting a ton of stress on it and the shoulders do not like to heal. So regardless of how, uh, how much and how often he's, he's still dealing with pain. So whether it's in his head or it's a combination of in his head and and true injury, we don't know, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he, he underwent at least another scope to see, you know, is there anything that we're not seeing on the images or on um, MRI or ultrasound that that's causing him to be uncomfortable and in pain? I mean, he's obviously an important part of their team. Um, they basically canceled his entire season. Um, so I, I think that's the next logical step. You give him a month or two off. If he's still in pain and still having issues, then you go back under the knife and, 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 and scope him and see if you see anything and kind of, go back to the drawing board but he's too important and too um too valuable uh too good of an athlete to not return so they just have to figure out kind of what it is and 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 work through it
1: yeah and so we'll have to see how the saga continues to play out in the offseason um and finally from from the guys i want to talk about deshaun watson uh, what a Perfect way to end an amazing season and really kind of uh, show the, the talent that this young guy has as a rookie Um, ACL tear. He's done for the year, nine to 11 months to return to play. He had his surgery already. Um, So I anticipate that at the earliest we'll see him hopefully by the beginning of camp, maybe in the middle of camp. Um, uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing him play next year. Um, there's this whole conversation now of whether or not he partially injured this ACL in the Seattle game or not. In my in my mind, I look back at the video, you know, he, he, I'm not convinced that he did, but, you know, we don't know for sure. He clearly played the rest of the game, was limping every now and then, but didn't really seem like he had a partial ACL, but you never know. The bottom line is he's torn, he needs surgery, he had surgery, and he's done. Um, and, and so we'll see how the Texans can, can kind of put themselves back yeah. together. But this is a devastating injury for what I think is one of the emerging superstars of, oh, yeah. of the NFL.
2: The kid's a stud. I mean, I had him in, in both of my main uh, fantasy leagues and he was I mean, he was tearing it up. He was, he was putting out monster, like video game numbers. Uh, and, and he made the entire like team better. I mean, Fuller is not even relevant anymore because of him. Hopkins yeah. will be because of his time share and target share. But um Miller is going to be good, but they're going to stack the box and make Savage throw a touchdown. I mean, I read a crazy stat where it was like um, both Savage and Watson had very similar uh, passing attempts, but I think uh, Watson had 19 touchdowns and I think Savage had one or zero. So it was just, it was crazy. Um, But but it's unfortunate Uh, whether or not it happened in the game. We don't, we won't know. We didn't know. Uh, Either way, it happened, and it was very. It was it was a, it was a big, a big blow to a, a lot of uh, probably fantasy teams, um, right. uh, and, and potential championship teams because of that. Um, I don't think uh, Houston has a chance to be even it, it function uh, well the rest of the year because of because of how steep the drop off is from uh, from Watson to Savage.
1: Well, you know, and it shows us how a marquee player, a franchise player, can really. Uh, when you lose them, can really change the whole dynamics of a team. Between the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, the oh, yeah. Texans with Deshaun. I mean, you just see that these teams are lost without their marquee players. Yeah. Um, so I know there's a bunch of guys you wanted to touch upon. So uh, go go for
0: it.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's some quick injury notes I wanted to comment on here. Some bigger name guys that. That are a little banged up, but I think they'll all go. Uh, Michael Thomas from the uh, Saints, uh, limited today, uh, Wednesday, in ankle injury. Uh, Delaney Walker did okay last game, uh, uh, still dealing with that ankle injury, but I think he should be good to go. DeMarco Murray practicing in full today with a knee. Amendola uh, also dealing with a, a knee injury, but I, he'll likely go. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, limited in Wednesday's practice with an ankle. He uh, will be less important uh, as we saw last week with Demaryius Thomas getting the majority of the looks with Brock uh, starting against my Patriots. Uh, CJ Anderson is banged up with Booker getting some more looks. Uh, Anderson is banged up with an ankle and he did very poorly last game. Um, Zay Jones looked really good, uh, but he didn't practice today with a knee. Um, you have Thompson, you have Watt, or, sorry, uh, Benjamin back in the fold. So it uh, remains to be seen if he's uh, good to go. And then Corey Coleman of uh, Cleveland is uh, claiming he's 100% healthy after his hand uh, surgery. Uh, he'll be able to return in week 11, and he'll return to week uh, wide receiver one status. So um, if he's around, I would go uh, scoop him up in your league, uh, except uh, unless you're in my league. Um, but uh, <laughs> those are just a couple things. Uh, if, if anybody that pops up on the waiver list from fr- from Thursday onward, um. Don't uh, don't be afraid that if if you see him kind of uh, miss the game like we saw Ertz last week, and then that Fournette situation was just, um, you know, it was not injury related. Obviously, it gave him another week to get healthy, but it, it was just, just the politics of sports, and you break the rules, that's the price you have to pay. Even though they still won, they didn't win probably as as overwhelmingly as they probably would have with Fournette in. But I think we'll be good to go right. this week.
1: Excellent. Well, you know, that brings up the, the, the ability for all our fans to reach out to us at any point in time through Twitter at the Fantasy Doctors DRS. Uh, between Jesse and myself and our whole team, we provide instant access uh, and information and insight into the injuries as they're happening and into uh, return to play uh, and even into some of the surgeries that may be happening that may get you confused and really wondering what's going on with your team. Also, make sure to check out our Fantasy Doctors Analytics. You can link to it through our website at thefantasydoctors.com, where uh, we talk about our FDX scores, which is like your FICO score to tell you about the health of these athletes. And then we have the FDVX score, which are the value-based scores, which tell you what the value those athletes have from week to week. And that will change as dynamics on the teams change, as injuries happen, and as, uh, the, as the, the teams that these guys play changes from week to week. So make sure you check it all out. There's a lot of information on there that you guys can can check, and, and Jesse and myself and the team are constantly pushing this stuff out there for you guys to be able to enjoy. Um, so this is Dr. Selim Parekh and Jesse Morris with the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. We'll talk to you next week
0: Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From two to five p.m., double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy hour at Hardee's is a good call. Offer for a limited time and only between two and five p.m. Price and participation
1: may vary. Tax not included.